Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists and musicians. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as Electric Kiwi. Yeah, and uh, I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcy Novelli from Canada, a man who wears many hats literally and figuratively. When I'm not releasing music under my own name or my side project, Midnight Soundtrack, I'm producing and mixing records for other artists or directing and editing music videos and music documentaries. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as my name, Marcy Novelli. Our new shirts have arrived and they're available to purchase on our website. There's a link to it in our show notes, so go and get them. Yeah, Ross and I wear it every Tuesday. We wear them every Tuesday and we want you to wear them too. So go to our website um, and uh, use the, uh, the coupon code BTA rocks, receive 10% off your purchase um, as our way of saying, thank you. That's it. <laughs> and yeah, enough about us. Uh, our guest this week is Mike Zemer out of Los Angeles, California. Mike's the founder of the So What Music Festival, which will enter its 10th year in 2017. He's also the creator of Unsilent Night Music Festival. And as a promoter, he's booked everyone from A Day to Remember, Sleeping with Sirens, All Time Low, Underoath, Pierce the Veil, Taking Back Sunday and The Used, to G-Eazy, Riff Raff, Steve Aoki, and more. We listen to at least half of those people. Aside from promoting, Zemer also runs an artist management company called Evolve Management and a record label called Third String Records. As a successful entrepreneur of over a decade, Mike also brings his knowledge to conferences and schools across the U.S. In addition, he offers one-on-one mentoring sessions with individuals interested in seeking advice and guidance, as well as bands looking for help, finding the proper next steps to turn their passion into a career. So we're excited to learn more about and from the man himself. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the show, Mike. How you guys doing? Not too bad. Not yeah, too bad. No, no, no. You know what? That, that's a little negative. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it over. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're doing well? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad well. you're Great. doing well, Marcio. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I, well. we don't say often enough, but you know, if you're doing well, then I'm doing well. Oh, you're such a liar. You know, that's such a lie. Mike, let's get awkward. Tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Uh, three things that you should know. Um, I started my business borrowing $500 from my friend's mom. Um, I have lost more money on music festivals than some people make in a year. And still somehow I'm doing this. And um, I'm obsessed with dogs. <laughs> well, I guess you and Ross already have something in common. Yep. We do. We both love our dogs. I know that. And also, I'm just going to get awkward right up here. Uh, I I accidentally invited myself on a date with Mike on Twitter because um, he posted something about wanting uh, wanting uh, someone in LA to to go to gigs with him, and uh, and I responded saying, "Oh yeah, if you pay for my flight, then I'll I'll come." And then you know, he said, "No, I I meant to specify I was looking for a female." 
I was very embarrassed because I was not meaning to invite myself on a date. Yeah. I just meant it'd be fun to hang out. So, <laughs> you know, that's my awkward story for, for the day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's dive right in here. Um, I, I want to know, uh, we want to talk about what you do. Yeah. So, um, that was to Mike, help Ross. Ross didn't it... jump in and, and Ross, Ross yeah. was just to jump in and start asking questions. I was like, I'm going to help him out here. I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to do the buffer. And still he sits there like, uh-huh, it was a good transition. Yeah. Ross, I respect it's it. you. <laughs> I know you think I'd be good at this by now, but apparently not. Okay. Only so... over 110 interviews, you know, that's all. I know. I know. So Mike, you founded the So What Music Festival almost 10 years ago. Um, we see a lot of festivals come and go. What do you think has contributed most to the success of So What? Um, I think what we've done is we've created sort of a destination version of a warp tour. We've made a festival where there's not a lot of other festivals going on in a time frame where there's not a lot of anything else going on. And we've kept it a solid mix of up and coming bands with the bands that have been in the music scene for a while. Um, and it just, it's become something where people come and they meet each other and then they come back the next year with more friends and then more friends and more friends. And it's like people buy their tickets, their plane tickets, their hotels, everything before we even announce bands. So, uh, I think somehow we've created this destination event out of something that basically started as our anniversary show. Like we, we did our first show ever in March of 20 or 2004. And in 2005, we're like, Oh, let's do a one year anniversary show. And then it kept building over the years. And, one of our uh, our graphics people from back in the day was like, you should just call it South by So What? Because what's the point in any of these people going to South by Southwest if you're bringing all the good bands here? And so we called it that for a while, and now we're expanding outside of Texas. And so we're like, let's just call it So What Music Festival because it's not going to really make sense at any other point in the year. But um, yeah, I mean, just the, the fans are obviously the key to success because they make it a destination event where they meet up with other people and they just look forward to it. And so they promote it and they tell their friends and it's very, very like organic. Like our marketing budget for the entire festival is it's so, it's just so low because everybody already is talking about it and sharing it. And it's, it it just blows my mind. Like that's kind of why I'm rambling about it because I just don't understand. (laughs) I love that though. I really do. Um, you know, in your Twitter bio, you actually mentioned you're a college dropout working 24-7 to avoid the 9-to-5. Um, how important is work ethic in this industry? Um, like, what are your views towards uh, careers being built through relationships and hard work versus traditional formal education? I mean, I think the most important thing in music is networking. Whether you're an artist, whether you're a manager, whether you're a record label, whether you're a promoter, I think the most important thing that you have to do is network. And you have to build up your network and you have to actually be a likable person like you have to go out on the nights that you don't want to go out you have to go to the shows you don't want to go to you have to hang out with all these people and get to know them and like you build a community around music where you're all supporting each other and if you don't have that then it's not going to work like there's a lot of people that come into music and they just come from a lot of money or they get a large investment and they just think that oh i'll just pay this much money for this or do this and really it's about the relationships i mean we've had shows where other venues have offered a lot more money and like just to try to steal shows from us and the agents like you know we don't want them promoting it we're not going to ask you <laughs> to match it but you know we want to let you know that we're like staying true to you guys and things like that and so i think the most important thing is the relationships and 
you know, that's a 24 hour job. Like you, you really have like, for me as a manager, like sometimes I double as like a psychiatrist almost for my artists that are like up at 3am and they're like, dude, I just really need to talk. Can you come over? And like, it's all about that. As soon as you're the person that's disconnected, you start losing your entire career and your artists and everything. So it's, it really is a 24 hour job. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I, uh, like I, I'm, I'm a web designer, graphic designer. That's, that's what I do. But I even find sometimes that I end up having to take on the role of counselor for some of my clients. Like I have a clients who've been out of the business for 10 years and, uh, and they're really scared about releasing their EP. And I end up sitting on the phone for two hours with them, t- talking them down. I'm like, look, it's okay to be afraid. It's fine. Um, and at the end of the day, that's a relationship that, you know, hopefully we're going to continue and, you know, because I provided more than just what they thought they were going to get with me. You know, I've kind of gone over and above their expectations. And I think that's really important when building and maintaining relationships. So, Yeah, well, you know, as the artist, that actually resonates with, with me because I want to work with someone who cares. I don't want to work with someone who's just looking for a paycheck or is just doing their job. You know what I mean? I want to work with people all across the board and my team, you know, that that are good people who care. It's as simple as that, who actually, it's not just about them. You know what I mean? They want to see me succeed and which makes me want to see them succeed and it becomes this reciprocal thing. And that's what I think it's all about. You know what I mean? It's about uh, good people doing good business um, or just simply good people doing good things, you know? So when you are, um, when you're offering mentoring sessions or speaking at conferences and schools, is there one question that you find that you're always having to answer? Like, is there something that seems to be a common thread that people just don't understand or they just don't have that answer to? Um, everyone's question is actually probably the most basic question. It's just, how do you get started in music? Like, how can I, a person that's in high school or I'm in college, like, how can I work in music? And my advice is always, uh, non-traditional because I tell people not to go to college. Like if you, if you're asking a general question of music, that means you're not sure what you want to do yet. And to spend money at an expensive school to figure that out it to me is a waste of your time and money instead of maybe you take a year in between high school and college and you get some sort of internship or you start working for a promoter like me or something like that and, and build up and decide what you want to do. Like there's nothing wrong with going back to school and learning on top of that. But until you really can find the lane that you want to be in, I don't think that you should go to college. And that's a weird thing to say when you're speaking out of college. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, I I'll be in a room full of like students and, and they're obviously in school and they're, they're like, well, you know, what do we do? And I'm like, well, if you're that clueless and you're in college right now, you should probably just wait. Like you don't want to pay like full sale university or whatever college full price that to do like, maybe you want to go artist management and learn everything about artist management. And then you decide, never mind, I want to be a promoter, but you've spent all your time and money and focus on one thing. Um, so that usually leads to a lot of follow-up conversations of just kind of like, okay, here's how you can get an internship. Here's how you can talk to these kind of people. All right, man. Are you ready for 20 questions? Let's do it. (laughs) Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Indie or major? Indie. Texas or California? Ooh, (laughs) California. (laughs) (laughs) Football or baseball? Baseball. Education or experience? I think we already know the answer to this one. <laughs> experience. <laughs> Definitely experience. Canada or Scotland? Scotland. Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead? 
Oh, neither. I can't pick. <laughs> wow, okay. How about a third? Uh, I watch like Entourage and like Ballers and stuff like that. I, I can't commit to any of those shows. Okay. <laughs> too Fair too much to commit to. <laughs> Talent or attitude? Talent. The Office or Arrested Development? Arrested Development. Blink-182 or Green Day? Blink. South Park or Family Guy? South Park. Batman or Superman? Batman. This is an important question. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Bolt. Been doing this for two years. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, always. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Celine Dion. And I said that like Ross would say. I usually say Celine Dion, but he says Celine Dion <laughs> or Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Whale or Kale? Whale. Bette Midler or The Riddler? <laughs> the Riddler. And your final question is Ross or that guy Marcio over there? You know, I mean, I'm just going to say I'm also a musician. And uh, <laughs> who knows what the future holds for us, Mike? You know, so just keep that in mind. We we'll go with Ross. <laughs> yes. I love that backfire. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop lobbying. Every time I lobby, I lose. <laughs> and then it makes yeah, you lose like even harder. I like when people don't right? sell themselves. I know, right? <laughs> I, I, I do it every. I do it every interview, and I lose every time. You think I'd? Lo- you think I'd learn, right? <laughs> um. Uh. You know, for people who want to get involved in the in working in the music uh, industry, uh, the music festival side of the music industry, or music promotion. Um, what would you say is the best way for them to get their foot in the door? Um, volunteering, honestly, like whether it's for a vendor or doing merch or even just like showing up to be like a loader or any simple task. Like we have people come set up tables for our vendors and our events and stuff like that. Like one of my, uh, longtime employees who is our director of marketing actually started working for me by watching the door at our smaller shows for Chipotle coupons. Uh, he he saw our door guy and he was like, hey, that guy just like flirts with girls and lets all the girls in like watch. And I was just, I sat there and I'm like, none of these girls have paid for the show. And he's like, I'll do that for Chipotle coupons. You buy me burrito bucks and I'll do, I'll watch the door. And I was like, I'm sold, man. So he started doing that. And then like slowly he would like look for other ways to help out and eventually became the marketing director amazingly so you you never know like you could think like oh man i don't want to go put up posters or set up tables but really it that goes back to your question of talent or attitude in that situation it's fully attitude like if you're just willing to help and you're stoked like that goes a long way even if you're just on a street team to getting a job with us it's about building relationships right and showing that you're willing to work and uh that you have a passion for something i think yeah, I mean, anyone can say like, oh, I want to work in music, music's cool, but then you have to actually show it. Like, it's not just showing up to a show, sitting backstage, taking a side stage photo, whatever. Like, you actually have to put in work. And uh, I think the volunteering stage really separates the people from, you know, just want to hang out and meet bands from the people that actually want to work and can be around that environment without getting weird. Getting weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, a good way to describe it. Because some people just, yeah, they can't, they can't, they can't do it. Um, I'd love to well, get there's so many different things. Like people just get like, uh, people can just get like literally weird is like the perfect example for it. Like they'll, they'll be like the best hardest working person. And then they'll be like 
one person that they have to work with that walks in the building and all of a sudden they like shut down like like god just walked in the room or something and they're like oh my god i can't i can't talk to that guy i can't work with that guy or like whatever and it's like you really gotta like you have to put away everything like i i would freak out if i got to work with mark coppice but i would be able to like walk into the room and be professional like for me when we had um take it back sunday and the used it was kind of like the same thing like those are the bands that i grew up on and i had to just be like the promoter and be like oh thanks for playing guys and then like once i turned the corner i did my little celebration dance you know but <laughs> well that sounds like just, ross and i we've had we've, we recently had the opportunity we over the course of the last years but especially recently we've had the opportunity to interview some artists that we grew up listening to um you know over the last uh 15 or so years and uh you know it's a surreal situation but it's also just people are people and you know what i mean and uh you really shouldn't put anyone on a pedestal or anything they're just people um but you know speaking of mark hoppus we actually just uh we just chatted with uh, justin pierre who uh did a whole record with mark hoppus and uh he actually has really good things to say about him you know he it, just as a side note he said everyone knows him as the guy who makes like fart jokes but you know he's actually a really hard-working producer and you know and help push them to to make a great record so it was, it was pretty interesting it kind of all ties in. Yeah. Um, I'd like to flip this a little bit now. So we've, we've talked about, um, you know, people who want to work in the industry, but for, for bands who are wanting to play festivals or book more shows uh, in general, is there any advice that you could offer? Maybe you've seen people maybe apply for festivals in, a, in the wrong way or they're not really selling themselves very well for shows. Is there some, any advice you could offer? I'm just really random about how I pick bands. Like, for my label for example i was up late one night and i was like hey tweet me links i want to sign a new band and this band called desires from michigan uh sent me their whole ep in in a direct message and i was like oh cool i'll check it out like i listen to everything i get sent and i emailed him like a few minutes later and i was like i want to sign your band like this is incredible and then there's like nine hundred and ten thousand other bands that send me stuff and i just can't get into it but as far as like getting on a festival i mean we have a full submission process i wouldn't do it unless you have like your highest quality of music you have like a music video you have things that are going to make you stand out a fan base helps but don't be the band that tags us in everything like that is the worst thing you can do like bands will be like oh everybody go tweet mike zimmer and tell them that we want to play the festival and so there's like 900 kids annoying me and flooding my timeline and i'm like i don't want to even listen to this band because they're just like spamming me essentially like that's not that's not genuine interest that's like people just being told to go do something whereas like there'll be other bands where people are like oh you should check out this band like when we actually ask for it um it's very obvious which bands are just like trying to recruit their whole army of street team kids to just like harass us and that's the perfectly wrong way to do it as the old saying goes, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So if you can go back to your younger self, uh, what do you know now that you didn't know then, that you wish you knew then, that, that you know now, <laughs> that you would tell your younger self? Uh, it's really hard because, like, I, I can look at the first few years of being a promoter or even, like, the first five years and be like, there was a lot of times that I could have already been expanding or already been, like, doing more. Like, the first few years from actually first five years we basically just did shows at this place called the plano center and we do like maybe one show a month we weren't really in the club at doing like clubs and venues and things like that but then um we started doing that later and so i could say you know like oh do more shows but then we had something really special there like it was 
that was our place and that was the only place that we were doing it and so when we stepped outside of that we became just like every other promoter competing in dallas um so i could say like you know work harder at the beginning i guess but i don't know it's it's weird because then you take away like other experiences um there hasn't been like one thing where i'm like man i wish i had done that different or i wish i'd known that um it's just kind of been like a progressive learning process all along where i didn't really i couldn't really skip any of the steps that i took you know that's that makes sense absolutely man i think uh i think that's some great advice yeah no i think uh you know it it's um it's funny because I think almost every day I probably find that there's some things I would do differently. Um, but then you also learn from the mistakes that you make or you learn from the things that you could have done differently. So it's it's kind of one, it's that weird kind of catch-22. If you went back and you changed it and you didn't do that, then you wouldn't have learned it in the first place. And then you might make that mistake later on when it actually counts more. Um, so, no, it's it's interesting. And I think, um, you know, look where, look where you are now, like from from where you were 10 years ago to where you are now. Um, right. everything adds up and it all counts. So I think, um, well, Ross, I mean, we, we don't ask this question just to get our, our guests to go and, and either look back at their regrets or, I mean, we, we ask this just so our, our audience can learn from other people's mistakes. Cause I mean, yeah, sure. We learn from our own mistakes, but we can actually, actually just learn from other people's mistakes and not even do those mistakes. <laughs> so that's why we you know yeah. and every, every successful person like yourself you know, has, I think most successful people have built their success on multiple failures, you know? So I think if we can all learn from that and, uh, and also be okay with failures because I mean, it's okay to fail <laughs> again and again and again until you, you know, you find that success. But, uh, anyway, uh, Mike, you know, um, I don't want to, I don't want people to go spam. Okay. Basically I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you to tell us where people can find you online. But before I say that any art bands or artists listening to this right now, don't spam Mike, <laughs> don't do it. Well, where can people find you, man? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine if an artist is like, hey, check out our music, yeah. but just don't send your whole army of fans after right. me. Um, it's just on on everything. It's just Mike Zemer, at Mike Zemer. Um, so pretty, pretty simple. Perfect. I don't have anything complicated. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> That's the way it should be. Find me, follow me. Send me good music. Do it. And Mike, <laughs> and Mike does respond. I will say he does respond. Even if you do accidentally ask him out on a date, he will very politely tell you, <laughs> sorry, not interested. Um, Thanks anyway. But, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you post some really great stuff. I mean, that's why, because um, I actually wanted to invite you on the show a while ago, but um, I, I just never, I don't think I ever plucked up the courage to do it because uh, I was in, intimidated by your awesome tweets. So, um, but you post some really great stuff and, uh, it's all very along the lines of the kind of stuff we say, very positive, motivational stuff by the music industry. You tell like it is, you're not afraid to go out there and say, you guys are doing it wrong, but this is the right way to do it. Uh, and I love that about you. And I definitely say everyone should go and follow you and connect with you online. Absolutely. It's very interesting. Sometimes when I go on a, on a rant, the responses I get, uh, there's, there's like 90% of the music industry that's like super supportive of it. And then there's like this 10% that's like, you're just a concert promoter. You need to focus on that. And I'm like, no, I'm an entrepreneur that does my own thing. It doesn't have to answer to anyone. So if I'm opinionated about something, I'm going to talk about it. Like there's a lot of things in the music industry that people just like don't want to talk about and they need to be talked about. And so fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That's you do it, you man. Do it well. That's it. And uh, if you want to connect with us as in, 
the, the show you can find us on Twitter Facebook iTunes and YouTube uh, if you visit our website don't forget to pick up one of our shirts while you're there absolutely and as for me I'm working on my second solo album you can be a part of it at marcianavelli.com slash pledge um, also just recently released uh, my acoustic EP called The Reimagining um, Ross is all about it he plays it like 24 7 uh he's pretty much in love with it um yeah so go check that out and uh i appreciate your support uh make sure to follow me on twitter facebook instagram and spotify which are all my name marcia novelli and say hi um let me know what you think of uh my music and uh just uh strike up a conversation that's what it's all about i'm here to talk i'm here to say hi exactly and you know marcio responded to my tweet which is how we ended up here today this we became friends true. through Twitter, and uh, and I you may sense a slight hint of sarcasm when he was saying that I listened to his EP twenty four seven. I don't quite listen to it twenty four seven, but it is very good, and uh, you should definitely pick it up. That's and good. as for me, I am working on websites for various artists at the moment, and you can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi, and on Facebook Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, Joe Centenary, the Rockstar Advocate. Buck Naked Soap Company, 30 Roses, Wendy Donaldson, and Social Surge. It's a lot of sponsors, and we love all of you. So go check them out. Their links are in the show notes. Um, they truly help keep this show alive. And if you want to be one of those awesome people, head over to patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic, and you can sponsor the show for as little as a dollar per episode. That's true. And uh, you might even receive a free shirt along with the sponsorship if you get the top tier package. So do that. Um, make sure that uh, I guess uh, everyone should if they like what they're watching here they should uh, subscribe to us on YouTube right Ross and like video they should, they should subscribe they should like they should leave us a comment they true. should tell us you know that we're wonderful. tell us their deepest darkest secrets you, you, can you, all know. you can all tell us that you prefer Marcio over Ross I mean the guests don't know what the fuck they're saying they're, they're just Ross Ross is the one who communicates with them beforehand he baits them he gets them all like oh you know like we're, we're buds right you know and then I always lose my confidence plummets, you know, so I mean, you know, make, give me some love in the comments here, people, you know, um, or don't do, do what oh. you want, you know, <laughs> but anyway, if Follow you, if you don't want to see either one of our faces or the guest, uh, you can also go on iTunes. We're on there and uh, that's just the audio portion of the show. But anyways, uh, we, we, we appreciate it either way. And uh, thanks for your support. And as for you, Mike, thanks for coming on the show, man, and sharing uh, your knowledge. Um, 10 plus years doing what you do. Um, we appreciate it and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on of course it was great to be on you guys are actually really fun to hang out with we should do it more often (laughs) thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic if you like what you heard please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes you can also find us on YouTube Facebook Twitter and Instagram so connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show thanks for being awesome and we'll see you next week catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started